0: Let's talk about bad service. Because there's bad air service, right? And then there is this story. And if you're eating or drinking, I'm just telling you, put it down. A passenger on board uh, an Air France flight coming to Toronto was not only forced to sit on the remnants of a previous passenger's hemorrhage, but he was uh, told he had to clean it up. We're talking about a man named... Uh, Habib Bata, he and his wife were traveling with their two cats. That's when he smelt a strong odor and he thought maybe the cat had an accident. But when he checked, he noticed a rather large stain under his seat and basically could not unsee what he saw. And then he goes to tell the aircrew, as you would, like, "What, what the heck is that? And they don't come to his rescue and move him. Oh, no, 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 no. They hand him cleaning supplies. Here you go, sir. Clean that up, right? Okay. And then... They decided, well, we should tell you that the passenger before you, well, they had a hemorrhage. Oh, okay. That's nice. So why did they let him sit here? Like, honestly, why would you let someone sit there? Nonetheless, they wouldn't let him change seats because the flight was sold out. So he had to sit in this with his wife for hours. And then, then, then he's alerted out, you know, a couple of days after the fact, oh, it wasn't just blood. There was also feces there. I mean, Health Canada is now looking into this, but why? And what's the recourse? He joins us now. Habib Batal is the passenger everyone is talking about. And I I so appreciate you joining us.
1: Thank you. Good to be with you.
0: Oh, boy. Um, Can you take us through, because I think I've given the sanitized version, but I think when you expect to get on a flight, you you hope at least not to be sitting in someone else's, uh, you know, um, I don't even know, decline, <laughs> bodily fluid decline. Did you have any idea when you sat down that there was a problem? Did anyone say, don't sit there, sir, just we're going to board that up, rope that off?
1: No, there was, there was no indication. I think that speaks to the lack of information this flight crew had and the lack of seriousness uh, that was given to a biohazard spill. Let's face it, biohazard is very dangerous. as a vector for disease but they um they didn't seem to think much of it so i was just sitting there um and i started to smell a manure smell uh, and um, i kept thinking you know the cat had an accident first time traveling with it um when i went down to to check on the cats i had to put my hand on the floor because it's really hard to squeeze in between those seats you're like squeezed like a sardine mm-hmm. so the only way to get down there is to put your hands and when i put my hands down i felt oh. something very moist. uh and uh, and I started smelling it stronger, and I, I told the flight attendant, you know what it smelled like, um, and they just said, "Here's some wet wipes." And uh, I just, I don't know, instinctively, I just thought it could have been, you know, my cat or something. So I just thought I had, I should just see what what it was. And uh, the wet wipes came up blood red, um, and um, I later only later learned that it wasn't just uh, the blood that was uh, uh, on my uh, tissue; It was also feces.
0: Oh boy. How, how, um, I've got so many questions. How long did, into the flight, did this become apparent a to you that you were like, okay, there's something off smelling. And then like, you had to sit in it. And at what point do you, do you realize, are you kidding me? You're going to make me sit here the whole flight? Like, did they have any empathy for you?
1: You know, um, little, a little. I mean, they kind of just seemed a bit like um, blase, you know, just take this and they kind of were confused and almost like, you know, they didn't know what I was talking about. Um, so, uh, it was, it was pretty soon. I mean, I guess once you get settled in the flight, you know, it's hectic. You're putting your suitcases, everybody's fighting over the overhead space and, you know, everybody, you know, you're jostling around and the engine. So you don't really think, I guess your senses aren't turned on, but once, once that plane got in the air about five oh. or 10 minutes in, I, I kept telling my wife, what is that smell? Um and uh and yeah, you know, it was disappointing. I mean, you know, I pulled out the the cat carrier once I had touched the, the the moisture and I saw that the whole thing was stained That's really a lot uh a very strange you know, occurrence because this is not I didn't put a tissue paper down on the floor, I put a backpack. So backpack is not an absorbent material that's really absorbent, but the whole thing absorbed. So it wasn't even pressing down so you can imagine how much blood and feces and involvement and and god knows what was on this on this chair and how nobody could have smelled it or checked it and uh, that's i think that's also a big part of the story is you know it was there's no cross checks or 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 any kind of oversight um on on these uh, the hygiene of these airplanes
0: yeah, I mean, honestly, if the cat had an accident, it would be like, thank God it was the cat. But now we're in a completely different scenario. And I don't know how they didn't know that a passenger hemorrhaged, I, I would think. And, and the reason it's a biohazard is because you don't know what someone's carrying. They could have Ebola, for God's sakes. And if they've had their meltdown on the plane like, and you're putting your hand in it, th- that's why we don't know it could be anything in, in that fluid. So it's yeah. hard to think of why they didn't know that that passenger um, didn't have an issue because what they would have done then or should have done is block that seat off, and you wouldn't sit there. Um, again, they don't offer you a new seat. I, th- I assume that's because the flight was sold out. But but at what point do you get off that flight if you've you cleaned all this stuff and had to suffer through this? That they show you any kind of empathy because they barely gave you anything for this.
1: Yeah. So just to pick up. I mean, what happened is I I, I noticed that the, the you know it was all soiled so i started to you know mm. they told me they said go ahead and you know they give me another pack of wet wipes and they said go oh, nice. did they charge and they you for some, those? Latex, <laughs> some latex gloves and so oh, you know i mean that's also pretty weird that you would you know allow a passenger at first to you know interact you know with a biohazard and um with their fingers <laughs> um but then you know i had to they told me to go ahead and and, and you know move me to the galley area well that's where they prepare the oh. food and so here i am scrubbing <laughs> you know, this backpack, because I just don't want to smell it. I don't my cats. I felt bad for my cat. I, I didn't want to, you know, you're very cramped space. So, you, you know, if nobody's doing it, you end up doing it yourself. I didn't really consider at the time all what you're saying. I didn't, I'm not really an infectious disease expert. Um, I didn't really think about blood as a, a vector for disease. I didn't really think it was, I didn't really know how much blood it was in the first place. Um, you know, it's, it's very hard to think about all this stuff when you're bouncing around 30,000 feet in the air um, and just, you know, got this live animal and you're trying to <clears throat> you know deal with the stress of it all so you know um that was very poor judgment i think to have me doing that in the galley or you know even having me doing that at all um so again there were a lot of i think this episode revealed a lot of uh deep mm. problem I think structural problems with you know how we how aircraft deal with hygiene and if they even deal with it at all Um, Well, yeah, yeah, that's the problem. How
0: often does this happen? Yeah, it's like, okay, if that passenger had a hemorrhage and they didn't like who's having urinating or maybe getting their period, whatever, how often does this happen that they don't say anything?
1: I think it could happen again. Um, I don't think there are any safeguards in place. And the way that they dealt with it was very cavalier and um, very minimizing uh, this issue. They made it an individual issue about me, um, you know, dealing with remnants. They said I dealt with remnants. There weren't remnants. It was the actual thing. <laughs> it was actual blood and feces that I was dealing with. And there was a lot of it, you know, so much so that it absorbed into a non-absorbent uh, oh. surface. Um, so, you know, I, I think that uh, they, they told me that the risk was minimal to non existent and that's just really? nonsense. Talk to any doctor uh, who will tell you that blood and feces—there's nothing non-existent about that. Uh, even if the person doesn't have a disease, it's, it's still uh, very hazardous to interact with feces um, and on your fingers. And you don't know if you could touch <sighs> your face. You know, I was wasn't more in an operating room or a control room. Um, you know, the, the, the flight attendants are walking around. Everybody's handling food. We had to sit there. We had to eat there. Oh my God. Um, they put down what a were the blocks.
0: passengers doing? I, I I'm like, I'm, flo- I'm not, I'm not laughing at you, but I'm just honestly, I'm so revolted that not only were you treated like this, but that there was so much indifference to it. And it's like, okay, I clearly think that this has happened before, but it's just like it obviously got out there. But what are the, what are the other passengers? Do they all know that this is going on?
1: No, I don't think so. They wouldn't have known because I didn't announce it to them. I mean, it was they would just see, you know, it's a loud plane. First of all, they would probably not hear my conversation very well. and It was just me talking to the flight attendants about a mess. You know, they could have thought the mess was from my cats, you know, so I was kind of embarrassed. Um, Mm -hmm. But no, I mean, I don't think people really knew what was happening because you really had to be close to it to smell it, I think, um, (sighs) and to to really see it. And they kind of tried to really brush it under the carpet. I mean, they just, uh, you know, just thought that it would be better if they did. And I think if it happened um, to other people, who aren't journalists, you know, I mean, I'm I know the smell of blood. I know I'm I have a keen sense of uh, you know asking questions and being curious, and then documenting everything with video and then sharing it with an audience. But all those things had to align in it. And again, your average person might not have done that. This could have easily you know gone unnoticed. I think.
0: Boy, oh, boy. Yeah, you, you do point out. I mean, your curiosity as a journalist is is certainly helpful here. So do, what are next steps for you? Like what? Obviously, they offered you a paltry five hundred dollars. I don't know what they thought that would do. I think the trauma of it and, and the embarrassment and all the rest of it is worth much more. But what are next steps for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're offering like, you know, less than 20 percent of the airfare initially. Uh, they, they say that they'll offer more. Um, we'll see. I'm still trying to talk to them. I'm thinking about talking to a lawyer. I'm glad it's being investigated. I think it's just really beyond me. I think this is this points mm-hmm. out a bigger problem because they couldn't tell me when I asked them, well, what is your protocols on dealing with biohazard spills? <laughs> and they didn't know. They didn't know. Um, and I talked to another flight attendant who was a friend of mine, and he said, this just happens, and we don't really, um, we don't have any training to deal with that. So I think, you know, Air France is is not a small airline. It's one of the biggest. Mm -mm. Uh, And if if they're treating it like this, if they're saying things like it's a little to non-existent (laughs) risk Mm. to deal with biohazard, I think that's really worrying um, for the airline industry in general. And I hope that uh, it's taken seriously. I hope someone's held accountable for this and nobody else has to sit uh, in that situation. And, you know, thank God I'm okay so far, but I haven't had a blood test. You know, I don't really know. No one's asked me to take a blood test. Um, so I hope I'm fine, but it could easily have been much worse.
0: Sure. Yeah, sure. It could, um, you know, if it's your kid, your pet, yeah, you clean it up, but no, I, I don't think passengers should be, um, expected to clean up someone else's hemorrhage. Uh, nonetheless, Habib, will you stay in touch with us and let us know? Cause it, it I mean, this is, if it happens, if it happens once, clearly it'll happen again or it's already happening, but, uh, I wish you luck. I thank you for talking to us and, and please keep in touch with us let, let us know what happened.
1: Thanks so much for having me and raising this uh, issue.
0: Thank you very much for sharing. All right. That's a uh, Habib Bata. I went a little, um, uh, heavier with him because it, it's just, it's, it's staggering that, that the airline thought that they could just brush it off like this. Like it's, you know, just, just take that. It's, it's gross. Um, but again, we have no rights. And so I'll be very curious. Like clearly, I think this happens all the time and we just don't know it. Like, ew. What are you sitting with? Sitting on in an airplane?